0: what we as an organization believe in is that there's nothing called social work. Uh, It is Mm. our social duty and that is ingrained in anyone who joins this this organization, uh, you know, which is aligned to our vision of economic independence and dignity for all. I mean, even those, you know, who we give food to, uh, we're not doing any charity. They deserve it. It is their basic right and it is our duty to serve them and, you know, we are very proud that, you know, once the homeless are now serving the homeless.
1: Welcome, this is Phil Michaels, Forbes 30 Under 30 Entrepreneur and Performance Coach. Forbes names the top 30 entrepreneurs, leaders, and stars in the world, and each week we bring you one of them to help you level up in your life and business. From celebrities like LeBron James to Kylie Jenner and Cardi B, you're sure to learn from the list. Thanks for spending time with me today, now it's time to level up. Level up. Welcome to Phil with Forbes 30 podcast today we have a very special guest she believes that compassion and courage are the two weapons that could eradicate most problems that our world faces today she vouches that development is inclusive and can only happen by embracing and empowering people from the most vulnerable factions of society and an efficient way to do this is through enabling them with a means to livelihood which is both sustainable and and allows them to lead a life of dignity. With this thought, she founded Mitty Cafe in 2017, which is a cafe to employ adults with physical, intellectual and psychological disabilities to showcase their abundant potential for productive activity and create awareness for the cause of equal opportunities in employment. The menu, the tools and the infrastructure of the cafe is specifically designed to be more inclusive for those that are disabled such as even menus in braille. Prior to this, she founded her first NGO SSRI in Mumbai at the age of only 18 while in her first year of college. She started and led a similar outreach organization whilst doing her masters from her university in Bangalore. She has motivated and engaged thousands of youth in activities that could render measurable social change. In the short span, Mithi Cafe and Alina have been featured in the Forbes 30 under 30 list, have won awards like the Mindtree Helen Keller Award, Times of India She Unlimited Award, and the India Social Entrepreneur of the Year Award, as amongst many others. Please welcome my very special guest, Alina from Calcutta, India. Thank you so much for being here today. Very excited and my pleasure to have you here i'm honored
0: thank you for having me here phil Um, it's a great opportunity to share our stories with the rest of the world and thank you so much for making this happen
1: it's my pleasure again i'm honored always to speak with forbes 30 under 30 members you deserve the accomplishment and it's got you to where you are now and speaking of that when you think of that moment when you first found out you made the forbes list What do you remember about that moment? Where were you?
0: Um, I was uh, with my family, of course, um, you know, amidst the COVID-19 crisis that, you know, we're all dealing with. And, um, you know, at that point, it was more about, uh, you know, coordinating, uh, you know, with respect to getting food to the most vulnerable. But then amidst, so uh, all of that of course it was a moment of joy uh, for me for my family and most importantly for the people who deserve it the most uh, our team on the ground um, our team of adults with disabilities uh, you know who who just worked so hard and so passionately with so much of heart to make this happen yeah it it was it was a very happy moment
1: a very proud moment for all of us <laughs> And Alina, please take us back to the very beginning, where you're from, where you grew up, and the path that led you to where you are today.
0: Oh, um, so Phil, fortunately, while growing up, uh, we didn't have a lot of money in the family. And I'd say fortunately because uh, we learned to value the other important aspects of life. Today is Eid, um, uh, you know, which is a, it's, it's a very happening festival for us. Um, very happy day after fasting for a month uh and traditionally you 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 get to wear new clothes so as children uh we would look forward to new clothes and then there were eats where you know when we didn't get new clothes but because we couldn't afford it as a family but uh, i you know, even on those days, even on those Eids, um, you know, I I could see that my parents uh, indulged in philanthropic activities in helping people, uh, you know, who were less privileged, and they would they would make us participate in that and share that joy. So um, and that never really rubbed off. Um, so it I mean, it started from a very young age where uh, we learned to value the other important things in life apart from money. Um, Post that, when I was doing my graduation, like, uh, final year of college, uh, uh, you know, another thing that changed the course of my life is this one documentary. Uh, it's called Nero's Guests. Uh, I, I don't know whether you're aware of... Uh, Tell me about a, it. I'm going to
1: write it down so I can watch it. How do you spell it?
0: it it's called N-E-R-O, Nero's Guests. It, it's, you know, it's a fascinating documentary that changed my life and... Uh, you know, given a chance, I would perhaps want to talk a little bit about it because it was a turning point for me. Please do. And yeah. So basically, it's a very short story, but then uh, it, it did change the way I viewed my life. So Nero was this emperor in the mighty Roman Empire and uh, he was wealthy and he would uh, fight battles and win one war after the other. One day, he won the biggest battle of his life. And when you win, what do you do? You celebrate, right? You party. So, and that's exactly what he decided to do. He decided to party. And um, he invited the who's who of Tinseltown, prince and princesses, kings and queens. And um, so in a party, you would also require light, right? And then you didn't have bulbs. And he had this idea that, uh, you know, why not burn some waste? Um, And that's what he did. He decided to burn the prisoners of war, uh, so as to light the party. So, uh, while evening we fell. Prisoners, prisoners burned, and people danced. They sang. They, they laughed. And uh, you know, my, the moment of realization for me was that. Um, so there'll always be a lot of Nero's fill in this world, like you know, everywhere, um, you know, across time. But uh, the problem was Nero's guests you know, how they could sing and dance while fellow human beings died. And at that point, when I was sitting in that classroom, I realized who I was. And uh, I was indeed one of Nero's guests then. Uh, Which meant for me that, you know, if if you're seeing that you know there's some some atrocity that's happening and you're not doing anything about it or if you keep keeping silent you know when oppression is happening then you've taken the side of the oppressor so i started volunteering with organizations that work in the inclusion space and i realized that disability is it's the problem is not that there are 70 million people with disabilities in india and a billion in the world but the problem is the disability in our in our own perception Uh, So wanted to create this visible, tangible, interactive model of inclusion that could create awareness about inclusion and the success or failure of which would directly be dependent on its interaction with the community. So Mithi Cafe Hub.
1: A beautiful story. And it's amazing how documentaries or that one book or one person can dramatically change the trajectory of our lives. And so that one experience in, in... in your life is what ultimately led to your drive, your passion, your inspiration for starting Mithi Cafe. And how did you go about actually taking that education, that light bulb moment for you and turning it into a physical location? Cause you're in four cities now. I mean, you're, you're growing very quickly. So how did you get to that moment where you first made your very first cafe, a physical, tangible location?
0: well so uh, like in most startups uh, you know you have similar stories right of empty pockets and you know failed sales attempts and um, our model is simple that we have these cafes that are managed by adults with disabilities we have these within institutions that is within corporates and educational institutions so at that point of time um, you know I was terrible at pitching I'm sure uh, so a lot of failed sales attempts and you know corporates not willing to give us a space uh, which is when I decided to go to this small town called Hubli where there uh, you know there was this one incubation center called Desh Pande Foundation they're fantastic they decided to incubate us and um, so I started my first cafe in this tin shed full of generations of rats um, and um, which is when I, I've always believed in the power of the community uh, and uh, if to make the community stakeholders in whichever movement you're doing for it to be sustainable so it, it was the students who helped me clean the cafe uh, you know the localites and uh, hence we are here at 12 cafes now
1: 12 cafes in four cities I mean what a tremendous story uh, coming from empty pockets to this many locations it's, so what's the main reason that people get inspired to dine at your cafe? I know you have hot and cold beverages as well. So what what's the main reason that you find customers are attracted to your cafes over another cafe, for example?
0: Um, so while we are very, very cautious about the quality, um, you know, about, um, you know, maintaining very um, you know prominent standard operating procedures when it comes to safety and hygiene uh, but our USP has always been our people and the kind of service that people go go back with uh, that has always been our value add and for our customers they know how important they are to uh, you know that one Kirti or that one Raj Shekhar who's working at that cafe uh, you know who's who's that that one job interview after the other, and here they are thriving, working with dignity. And the reason how this is possible is because of the customers who are coming into the cafe. So they are participants in this model of development. So they, they feel developed. like
1: they're, they're not just grabbing a hot cup of tea, but they're also giving back to someone's livelihood.
0: Absolutely. 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 Yeah.
1: I mean, this is unbelievable that you're able to do this at such a young age as well. What do you think was the single most important personal attribute that got you to where you are today?
0: I think adamance um, is one very important, um, you know, attitude and we call it Ziddi in Hindi. Uh, so you, you, you can learn this word Ziddi. <laughs> Ziddi. Ziddi. Z i d d i. So, uh, which means adamance. Um, um, I still remember, Phil, there was this one time, so, you know, I would apply to one incubation center after the other and get rejected at most of them. Uh, And then one fine day, um, you know, I I got a call that, hey, you've been shortlisted for this, uh, you know, particular uh, pitch. And, uh, you know, I went and I pitched and fortunately or unfortunately, we could see the scores after that. So there was this, uh, so of course there were various parameters, so there was like uh, uh, idea, you know, whatever, like out of five, uh, maturity out of five, um, you know, and there was one, and then, you know, a lot of other criteria, and there was this one criteria called passion. And of course, in most of them, it was like a one out of five because you know we had just started and we were pretty bad then. But um, I it felt really, like you weren't.
1: You got a one out of five in passion. I feel like you're such a passionate person. How the hell did that happen?
0: That was <laughs> a unanimous decision by three judges. It was a one out of five in passion, and then I mean it really hurt my ego uh, because uh, you know at that point of time I thought that's the experience I don't have a lot of things I don't. But passion is something I definitely have. And I went back home and I cried. And, uh, you know, that was the turning point, right? Like, you know, one is what the world feels about you and the other uh, bit is, you know, what this part your heart says to you every day. Um, And I was fortunate that I followed my heart and I followed my passion. I was adamant to not give up and that's really something that helped.
1: So what advice would you give someone in a similar situation where they're getting turned down left and right, that the judges are turning them down, the investors are turning them down, they're young. I'm sure you start questioning like, am I on the right path here? Do I have the right idea? Am I the right person? Is this the right team? Do I have the right product or service? What advice would you give someone in a similar situation to help them persevere, be adamant to move forward?
0: Absolutely. Um, uh, You know, one advice that has really worked for me is uh, to be a leech in every situation. Wherever you are, um, you know, suck the best out of that situation. and every situation, you're going to get something out of it. Um, You know, just believe in the fact that tomorrow is going to be a better day. Um, Have faith. Faith can really move mountains, and it's just—it's not just a saying. But then, since I've always had a lot of faith, and you know, you can call it God, or you could call it—you know—any energy. But then, there's definitely a force out there that just wants you to succeed if you're there to do some good, and if you have passion. Uh, So believe in that force. Uh, Work really hard. You must tie your camel, Um, and have positive people around you. That is very, very important. And be adamant, like I said, that. Don't, I mean, the, the more difficult it is, the more stories you'll have at the end of the day.
1: <laughs> That's actually a good point. And you don't want it to be easy. You want yourself to be better. And so in order to be better, you need to overcome those challenges, those obstacles, because if it's easy, then you're not being well tested. There's a good quote I always reference back to. I used to have it hanging above my bed, which is good timber is not made with ease the stronger the wind, the stronger the trees. And I'm a huge fan of that because it means, you know, you want to put yourself almost through this challenging environment. You want to put yourself in a a place where you can overcome tough obstacles, because then if you've been able to do that several times, you become better and better each time you do it. You're more well-equipped to face the next challenge or obstacle that comes your way. You have more tools in your toolbox to achieve success. And for you, you did that. And I like how you called it like a sponge where you soak up every ounce of positivity that you can from that moment, even if at first or at face value, it seems like a pain or something negative. You said, let me turn this into something positive that I could benefit from.
0: Yeah, and Phil, when I said that be a leech, it's it's important to understand what I meant. It meant that, um, remember that even, you know, places that you turn down from or people you know who can't help you at that moment remember that you know if you um if you stick on um and if you i mean desperation works in a lot of situations uh, you know uh, whether you because for a lot of us entrepreneurs when we just start we feel that hey i mean is it good to be desperate is, is it good to be so sticky i'd say it is i mean you know desperation has worked out for me Uh, where people who could help me at one point, uh, you know, if I've gone back to them later, even after a couple of years later, I mean, things have turned positive. So, um, you know,
1: one must remember. It it reminds me of the saying, necessity is the mother of all invention.
0: Sometimes,
1: (laughs) Sometimes out of necessity, you need to make it happen. Out of desperation, you need to make it happen. Thinking of your journey and desperation and what has been your biggest lesson during your journey that maybe you wish you had learned earlier?
0: I think all of us are designed in a way that, uh, you know, what the world says does affect us. So if only my younger self would understand the value of having a rhino skin, um, life would have been easier.
1: (laughs) There you go. Have a tough skin to make sure you just brush it off and keep moving forward. So thinking about hustling and thinking about being scrappy and adamant and persevering, what's something scrappy you did to hustle that maybe you couldn't have revealed in the very beginning when you were first starting out, but you're able to share now?
0: Uh, uh, so for me, uh, you know, what one of the incidents that I remember was that, um, so when I said that I realized the value of the community. Uh, you know, pretty early on, uh, you know, in my entrepreneurship journey, and that's really been an asset. So whether it's been those uh, young students who helped us clean that tin shed, which was full of generations of rats, or the local printer. you know, who printed those pamphlets for me in, um, you know, their their local language, Kannada, which I distributed from door to door, house to house, the vacancy pamphlets for if anybody has a disability to come by. I promised all of them free tea and samosa (laughs) once the cafe (laughs) starts, because then I didn't have money. (laughs) But but that did work out. And um, yeah, and we could afford to pay them with love with our hot samosas and tea once the cafe started. So yeah. And
1: they loved your passion, your energy. So you proved those judges wrong. You got them to believe in you. So this is a good lesson for those that are listening that might not have a lot of disposable income, might not have an investment, might not have revenue or grant funding. You can trade services for other services. So you trade time. So if you need someone to build that website for you and you have a friend who's a developer, but maybe you can offer him or her something that maybe they're looking for as well. Maybe you're really good at writing up emails or email marketing that you could trade services for. And you happen to use love and passion and enjoy and and that inspires people to want to help. And you were doing something good. So what's next for the business? I mean, you're in, you have 12 cafes, you're in four cities. Where do you go next?
0: Um, so we are looking um, uh, you know, towards expanding to other cities in India and um, uh, overseas as well. Um, it doesn't really, so for us it is, you know, in the next three years we'll be looking at a hundred cafes, but um, uh-huh. as I was already mentioning to you that, um, you know, when we're looking at hundred cafes, uh, you know, we'll employ thousand people with disabilities, but the You know, there are 70 million people with disabilities in our country, India, and a billion across the world. Uh, The idea is to create awareness about inclusion, that there are many, many more Mithi Kathis. It doesn't have to be, you know, the name Mithi. Uh, You know, as as far as the concept reaches far and wide across the world, we'd be very happy to support anyone who wants to do anything similar um, and join the movement. It is a movement that uh, you know the world owes to the, these people because these people deserve so much more and it is about time that the, the, the disability and our perceptions uh, you know disappear it is not you know the question of their ability anymore
1: great point and i'm sure those listening are going to want to visit your location now cuz instead of just getting a tea with no impact you can get a tea with an impact and so that's an easy decision an easy choice which cities are you in now?
0: Uh, Currently we're uh, in Hubli, Bangalore, uh, Calcutta and Bhubaneshwar. We plan to start our Mumbai chapter very soon.
1: How has COVID impacted us? Because I'm sure it's harder to meet in person. How are you able to serve your guests, your customers and keep your staff employed? How are you playing offense rather than defense? That's
0: a very important question. So for us, um, since we're only within institutions, we are not in public spaces at all, which means um, all the corporates that we're in, um, you know, they shut down around February. So none of their cafeterias were working end Feb. Uh, so we sent back our employees with disabilities home, uh, uh, so that you know they could be safe. Um, and uh, but then a lot of our adults with disabilities have been um, rehabilitated from the street. Uh, they were either begging or were homeless, um, and we trained them. and They've been working exceptionally well at all our wow. cafes. Um, these people permanently live in our accommodation, and you'll be very happy to know that um, you know it is just fascinating to see the kind of kindness that comes in from you know people who we label as vulnerable, and you know who'd ideally only be requiring help. Um, our team of adults with disabilities who couldn't go back home or who permanently stay with us came up with this idea because, um, you know, we are facing a huge crisis where, uh, you know, there are so many daily wage earners who've lost their jobs. Uh, you know, there are so many homeless people, people with leprosy, uh, you know, pe- people from the rat pickers communities, people from the stone cutters communities, you know, who have no money oh. or savings. To buy food or water. Uh, it is our team of adults with disabilities who came to us and they said that we must do something during this crisis. It is our people who are making, cooking and serving meals to 3,500 daily wage earners and the homeless every day. Till now we served over three and a half lakh meals. Wow. So this has completely been cooked and served by our employees with disabilities. Talk about playing absolutely.
1: offense. Is You're not even just thinking about the business. You're thinking about how do we impact the world? How do we impact those that need it most? And you're giving back by feeding them, giving them nutrition and nourishment, even when your business isn't operating. I commend you. That's incredible because, and valuable because,
0: work. Yeah, absolutely. Because Phil, what we as an organization believe in is that there's nothing called social work. Uh, it is mm. our social duty and that is ingrained in anyone who joins this this organization, uh, you know, which is aligned to our vision of economic independence and dignity for all. I mean, even those, you know, who we give food to, uh, we're not doing any charity. They deserve it. It is their basic right and it is our duty to serve them. And, you know, we are very proud that, you know, once the homeless are now serving the homeless, uh, which is which is a proud moment for it us. It shows today. them a
1: path out too. It serves as inspiration. If, hey, if my friend over here was able to get out of poverty, maybe I could do the same. And it gives them a path, a, a way forward. And Absolutely. that's beautiful. It's not just, I like what you said, it's not just CSR, corporate social responsibility. It's just yeah. responsibility.
0: Absolutely.
1: And you're in corporation. You're not standalone cafes. You actually partner with entities yeah that want to serve their guests.
0: So, so what's Absolutely. some of the
1: biggest companies that you work with or have partnered with that uh, house your facility?
0: Absolutely. So we've partnered with a lot of inclusive corporates. Uh, the first corporate to give us a space um, in India has been um, ANZ Bank, Australia New Zealand Bank, um, You know, followed by Infosys, Bipro, uh, Wells Fargo, Accenture. Wow.
1: Wells Fargo yeah. and Accenture as well
0: yeah um, IQ we are so I mean all these people have been uh, you know they they I mean it's so for us when I say that this model success or failure directly depends upon the community so for example for a Toshit you know who's got down syndrome um, you know he walking into a woman's washroom thrice and he's it's been, a, it's been more than a year, you know, that he is engaged with us. And today he trains other adults with intellectual disabilities. It's only possible because the ANZ bank wanted Toshit to be there with us, you know, as much as we wanted him to be. So, uh, you know, inclusion can only happen if the society comes together and we're very proud to be associated with these amazing corporations, um, you know, who, who truly believe in the cause. How do you
1: establish that partnership? What's your pitch when you go in there? Cause that's gotta be frightening or overwhelming for, you know, a young lady such as yourself that comes in a powerhouse, you got the passion, you got the perseverance, you come in and say, Hey, we have a cafe. Why would they want to work with you over like a Starbucks or a big name company? Yeah. Oh,
0: um, and that's, that's, Uh, You know, that's solely because of the kind of stories that we have and, you know, the power that they have so as to ensure that, you know, we can create many more such stories. Um, Our first employee was this girl, uh, Phil, who came in crawling for the interview because her parents could not afford a wheelchair. Today, that girl sitting on her wheelchair that she bought for herself with her own salary, her first salary, manages seven other people with disability she is the manager for our first cafe her name is kirti today we have 116 kirtis and 116 stories you know we can make it we can multiply it with every cafe that we start and they have the power to create more kirti so i give the power to them
1: i'm going to cry on the this on the first podcast episode <laughs> you're making Aww. me tear up already i'm getting the uh, i'm getting chills just thinking about it the beautiful work that you're doing Wow. Uh, someone needs to make a documentary about the work you're doing with all these uplifting stories. Someone needs to hear about this. So I hope those listening can help benefit and contribute. How can we serve you and your team? How, what if someone's listening right now in the U S or in Europe and they want to contribute to the work you're doing, how can they get involved directly or indirectly?
0: Sure. So, um, well, we have two campaigns running as of now. So, since all our cafes are non operational, they will not be operational till September or October. October, which means that we need some surplus contingency funds to ensure that we don't let go of even one of our dedicated employees. Um, so, uh, you know, that campaign is running in, you know, on a platform called Milab, uh, you know, in which people from across the world are contributing, uh, you know, maybe you could attach the link to that. Uh, the second campaign that we're doing is the No Hunger campaign, where our adults with, you know, disabilities are cooking and serving meals. Daily wage earners and the homeless every day. So, if anybody would want to, uh, you know, participate in that through by contributing through cash or kind, you know, we're very open to donations in kind as well. Uh, you know, if people would want to donate, Russians in India, um, you know, we are open to that. And we always feel that Mitti Cafe doesn't belong to any individual, but belongs to the community. And uh, here's an appeal that if anybody would want to participate in any which way. Um, you know they're more
1: than welcome we will put those links in the show notes for you that are listening and you want to contribute and if you're in india please visit alina and her team were nice enough to offer uh, generosity to anyone listening and you go and visit the cafe if you use the code miti cafe return a gift um, you will receive a discount is is that correct Um, that
0: is That is. So anyone who's hearing Phil's podcast and, uh, you know, you have the coupon code there. So if you'll visit any of our cafes in India, you get a discount. Um,
1: After this, I don't even think they would want to, if anything, they're going to want to pay more to invest in the work that you're doing. And they can visit, even if it's inside of a corporate like Wells Fargo, they can still visit.
0: They they could. So you could just give my email ID. Whenever they want to visit, uh, you know, they could drop me an email and we could arrange for their pass.
1: Please go and visit Alina and the Mitti Cafe. And by the way, Mitti, can you share how you came up with the name?
0: Oh, yes. Uh, so, Mitti uh, means mud. And why mud? Because, um, you know, when you look at any religious or spiritual connotation, it says that we're all coming from mud and unto mud we'll return, which means that despite us being so different and diverse, our existence and our end is the same. Um, And so Mitigathy.
1: Beautiful. Great idea. And actually, I just thought of something with regard to contributing to your work. There's another Forbes member I just interviewed as well. Good friend of mine, Pascal, who's on the Forbes list out of Germany. And he's created the largest volunteer platform in the world called Volunteer World. And he connects companies like yours with volunteers around the world. And it's like an Airbnb for international volunteering. So maybe it'd be interesting to get your entity, Mitty Cafe, on the platform to allow others from around the world to see the work that you're doing and contribute and share it on social media and get it there, Uh, get people knowing about it. This is great work that you're doing. And Alina, we're going to transition now into something I like to call the under 30 seconds round where I'm going to okay. fire off some questions and you want to answer with the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? Sure. What is the book Alina you've gifted more often than any other book and why?
0: Um, how to stop worrying and living life.
1: By Dale Carnegie. How to stop worrying and start living. Great, great book. Number two, what's one of the, Oh, why did you choose that book?
0: Uh, because that book really helped me um, and it's it's got practical solutions to a lot of problems. And uh, maybe, and in fact, you know, am I allowed to see a second book? or? Please do. Yeah. So, um, you know, what I've always believed in is that, you know, you should read the meaning of, uh, you know, whatever uh, religion that you practice. So, uh, you know, anyone I meet, uh, you know, I try to give them a translation of the Vedas or the Quran. The english translation so that they know what's written in it so
1: yeah that's great i actually just picked up um my girlfriend is moroccan and oh. so and I, I wanted to see all three books the quran the torah and the bible because the, the the three abrahamic religions all tell a full story and they're just each a portion of that story so it's interesting to see how um each religion has a different perspective on the story and, and it's it's very cool to, to learn more about it in the story. And,
0: and the number of similarities as well. So it's just amazing. A lot of
1: similarities. Uh, number two, what's one of the best investments and one of the worst investments you've ever made and why?
0: So again, one of the best investment, um, you know, has been uh, the investment of my time, like the first time and money into the first Mitty Cafe. Uh, in that tin shares, So that was like um, an investment of um, 30,000, uh, which was uh, crowd, crowdfunded from family, friends, relatives, and uh, with which I could buy my second hand and third hand equipments to start the cafe. Um, the worst investment, um, so a lot of personal investments, uh, you know, that I've made, but nothing that I, you know, call my worst investment, um, really.
1: Yeah, because sometimes even if you make a bad investment, you still learn from the experience and you gain something.
0: Absolutely. I I completely agree. Yeah.
1: Number three, what's the most impactful thing you do in your morning routine and the most impactful thing you do in your evening routine?
0: So um, um, in my morning routine, uh, you know, I make it a point to... Um, run. I think running is a great exercise, um, running and praying, uh, you know, I start my day with these two things. And I end my day uh, by, you know, r- basically writing down everything amazing that's happened, uh, you know, for for me, for Mitty, uh, you know, in the course of the day. So mm. it, it just, I try to end it on a positive note Excellent. and express gratitude.
1: Gratitude and journaling. Pretend you won the Peter Thiel Fellowship and you were going to get money to start a business instead of go to school. What's the very first thing you do to start a new business?
0: Um, so again, the very first thing that I do to, uh, you know, start a new business would definitely be, uh, you know, to... Sit down and because you know, we've got a couple of fantastic mentors, uh, you know, who, who guided our way, you know, across and uh, basically reaching out to them. And, uh, you know, the business would definitely, you know, be now that, uh, you know, I, I don't, I can't think of anything other than Mitti Cafe now that Mitti Cafe has happened for us, uh, you know, it's just given all of us so much of happiness. So yeah.
1: Excellent. And what's something you never knew you needed?
0: Uh, What's something that I never knew I never knew
1: we needed. needed.
0: What's something I ever knew that? So, um, so for me, I I feel that uh, you know one of the things that, um, uh, you know I like I I mean I never knew that I knew, I mean can't think of anything um, as of now. Um, I'll give you an example.
1: Like This is a simplistic example, but this, this little pop socket on my phone, I never knew I needed this. My buddy said, just try it for a week. See how you like it. If you like it, keep it on. If not, take it off. And now, I, I can't believe I ever used the iPhone without having this thing.
0: So, okay. Uh, uh, so for me, I feel, um, you know, I... So my creativity gets enhanced when I have like a pencil, uh, you know, and some, a paper to scribble on. So, you know, that's always like a to do thing for me that, you know, whenever I'm thinking I have to get these two things to basically, uh, you know, enhance my creativity. So that's always worked out for me.
1: Paper and pencil. Very important. Alina, thank you so much for being here today. It was such a pleasure. Um, And I am really excited to share this story with everyone that needs to hear it and be able to contribute to your cause. And you were so generous to offer a coupon code. We learned so much today. Where do listeners go to connect with you directly?
0: Uh, so they could email to me, uh, you know, you could, I could just, uh, you know, send you my email ID that you could post on, uh, uh, you know, the podcast link. What's, uh, what
1: about your website? Do you do you want to share?
0: On, on our website, yes, on our website, it's mitticafe.org that people could visit. And, uh, you can know, can you spell could, that
1: for them so they, they know? M-I-T-I.
0: M-i- M-i-
1: M-I-T-T-I cafe.org. M-I-T-T-I cafe.org perfect please go connect with Alina thank you ladies and gentlemen for being here today this is Alina with Mitty cafe who provides cafes for those with disabilities we learned so much we learned how to make your tea more impactful and meaningful we learned how to get in front of these corporations and keep being adamant keep persevering even when the odds are against you such a beautiful story and so much impact is happening here Alina, thank you so much for being here today. It was such a pleasure.
0: Thanks for having me. Thank you so much.
1: I hope this episode helped you as much as it helped me. Have an amazing day. Thanks for joining us today. I hope this episode helped you as much as it helped me. Who do you think would benefit from hearing it? You can make an impact on their life by sharing it now. Before you go, I encourage you to tell us your favorite part of the episode in the review section. Now it's time to level up. Level up.